0: Welcome to the Living True by Design podcast. I'm Dr. Libby Shansmeyer, your host and life design coach. As a physician, I've witnessed the overwhelming pressure high-achieving women face in their faceted lives. I've been there myself, but I managed to swap out stress for genuine joy through the power of life design. I believe life is meant to be a fulfilling experience, not an endless struggle that leaves us exhausted. Join me for inspiring stories, practical life tools, and thoughtful discussions. You won't find this stuff anywhere else. Start today and live true by design. Welcome back to Living True by Design. This is a continuation of the finance episode and as I said before this isn't how to do your finances this is more of our relationship with our finances and I'm your host Dr. Libby Shansmeyer. Love to have you here. I'm your friendly neighborhood pathologist and enthusiastic uh, baseball, tennis, band, all the sports moms. So to continue this conversation, we left off talking about there are six areas that your financial relationship, your financial situation can really reflect your relationship. Um, people say this is the cause of relationship trouble. But I, I put I am suggesting that this picture is not the cause of a relationship problem it's a reflection of a relationship problem so to look at these this might be some areas to you know consider or be aware of just think about i think it's fascinating and um and kind of fun because it's like oh well i wonder if you know, we're talking about communication. I wonder if we had better communication that would affect our financial picture as a couple. Um, I think the answer would be yes, most of the time in these. Let's dive into these six things. So here are the six areas that your financial picture might be reflecting your overall relationship with your spouse or partner, the person that you're close to that you might be interacting with significantly financially, which typically, you know, we're in a close relationship with people like that. So the first area is communication and you have to have effective communication when you're managing your money together. And, um, if you can't communicate in a healthy way in general, you're probably not going to be able to communicate in a healthy way in, uh, your financial picture. And, I'm going to do some more episodes about communication because I love, love, love communication. And I practice nonviolent communication. And in that, you learn strategies to help connect with other people instead of saying, this is how it has to be. Say it's saying, let's get on the same page and work together to figure it out. And financially, when you're talking about communication, if one person is trying to establish power over the other person, that typically is going to really strain the relationship versus that's my dog versus if you're trying to get on the same page and supporting each other and communicating in that way, then it is going to strengthen the relationship. So our communication style can really be shown in our financial picture, because if there's arguments of like, who wants to have control. That's one situation versus how to get on the same page together. And I think communication is where that happens of if, you know, behind your communication, your intention is to make somebody do something you want to want them to do versus your intention for communication of getting on the same page. Those are two very different things. And You know, culturally, we're not taught that. Socially, we're not taught that. In school, we're not taught that. But I've found that that seems to be two different ways people communicate. And it makes such a difference in trying to accomplish what you're trying to do. So if you can start to notice, well, is this person trying to get on the same page with me? Or are they trying to exert authority over me? You know, um, You can see more like what their intention is and you can see kind of how you're going to have to work with them because if they don't care about being on the same page and they want, and you can see how you're going to have to work with them because if they don't, if they're not committed to being on the same page and you're trying to get on the same page, you're in very different places. Versus hopefully if you're trying to both get on the same page, then there's not a fight It's just, let's get on the same page. And when we're on the same page, work with each other to try to accomplish our financial goals or whatever goal, but specifically in those financial goals. And then speaking of that, another way that your financial situation can reflect your relationship is shared goals. So a goal financially can really show what your goals and your values are in your relationship. Because if you're, if you have shared values and you're expressing your goals financially, then it can really enhance your relationship. Um, Shared values, aspirations can foster a deep connection and understanding. If you have shared financial goals, it can be really connecting. Then the next area, the third area is conflict resolution and this is similar to the communication conflict resolution so it's it's both it, when when there's a conflict it shows both your commitment to the relationship because if you're not committed you can just say I'm going to walk away so it shows both your your conflict re- resolution will show both your commitment to the relationship and your problem solving skills so it's your commitment to the relationship it, your conflict rev- resolution with finances can reveal how you are in a relationship, how the couple is in a relationship, both their problem The way that couples navigate conflict in relationships is often revealed in conflict about finances. And by that, I mean, it shows your conflict resolution skills and your commitment to the relationship, because there are two things, right? So one is, are you committed to this? Because if you are, you're going to work it through it to get on the same page. But it's also conflict resolution skills, because if you don't know how to re- resolve the conflict, there's a lot of things in communication that can happen. If there's a conflict, I like to, I like to, in my head, I translate it to contrast. Because it's like black and white, you know, there's a contrast between the two colors. It's not a conflict. It doesn't mean one's right and one's wrong. They're just very different, you know, side by side colors. And so, if you don't have the skills to resolve a conflict, like skills both to hear other people and to speak your 100% authentic voice, but it's also a skill to speak your honesty without attacking or judging the other person. I promise you it can be done. Um, But a lot of people don't have these skills. So that's going to emerge when you're having a conflict about finances. It's very strong. You know, It's, it's not just like a small thing of like, oh, you didn't put the lid on the toothpaste. These are usually big, things with finances that have a lot of implications in your home and family and whole life in general. Okay, the fourth area is financial stress and external pressure. You know, life happens and financial stress happens and external pressure happens. This past week, my car, like uh, the coils went out for something with the spark plugs. Anyway, it wouldn't run. And so I had my car in the shop. And I drove, you know, 30 minutes away to go work. And when I was 30 minutes away from the house, my husband's truck that I was borrowing, because my car was in the shop, his truck broke down. And then we had two broken cars. So we had no car to drive and we had a pretty significant financial hit. So these things happen, right? Like things that are unexpected. We were just like, oh my gosh, we, and we didn't have an option. If we wanted to have a car, we had to have these things done. And it wasn't, it was not cheap. So these external pressures can really be stressful to a relationship. And it can really show, you know, this external financial stress can really show what's happening in a relationship. If, if the couple is able to navigate it, you know, with ease versus a couple disintegrating because it it is a lot of pressure. So, you know, things under pressure, is it going to turn into a diamond or fall apart? Um, The fifth thing that we can see as a reflection of the relationship is the division of responsibilities. So you can see a lot about the couple or how you feel um, trust wise, as and, and cooper division of financial. Hold on. I don't, I don't like that. Let's start the division of responsibility part again. Oh, okay. Then another area is the division of responsibilities or kind of a power dynamic. We talked about that a little bit uh, in communication. But this is also, you know, how you divide up the responsibilities of who's going to pay for what, where we're putting our money, how we're filing our taxes, who's going to do what, the dividing up of that responsibility. And if there's already trust, if there's already trust in the relationship, then it's going to be a lot easier (laughs) to divide up these responsibilities versus if there's lacking trust. So it really can reflect how the relationship is when it comes out as seeing oh my gosh we can't agree on this financial thing well is there deep trust in the relationship already is is there deep trust not only is there deep trust but is there cooperation cuz a lot of times people you know in these relationships it it's like can you just cooperate with me? And there's just you know, like there's many layers to relationships, and there's a lot of complexity, and that can come out in these financial situations of like, you know, what I'm not going to cooperate with you because you know, who knows? Like things happen, and there's like hurts and things that are in the past, and all kinds of things within relationships, and and they can come out as problems when this issue of how we're going to distribute our responsibilities is settled. <clears throat> and then, and within this distribution of responsibilities, there's also an important factor of autonomy and interdependence versus independence. So our, our, it, are we willing to be interdependent with each other? Are we going to trust each other? Are we going to share the power dynamic here with the money? Because again, it's our currency. It's the flow. That's how we influence our environment. You know, we influence the environment to get money. We influence the environment when we buy stuff. And so how is that flow of currency? How how does your flow of currency relate to the other flow of currency And how do they interact? Are they interdependent? Do they depend on each other, you know, to build a strong foundation? Are they independent, like there's two separate but equal? Are they, you know, one power over one power under, you know, and these dynamics really show how the relationship is of do you have autonomy in your financial world? Do you have autonomy within your relationship? Do you have a say in what you want to do with your future, with your goals, with whatever area of life it is. And then the last area is intimacy and emotional connection. And this is huge because it is quite intimate. You know, think about all the things we talk about with our friends and family and in our relationships. And money is very, Um, I think it's getting better about having transparency about money, but we're still very hesitant to talk about money and how much people earn and what we want to do with our money. So there's a significant level of emotional intimacy and trust that's involved in sharing our finances with someone. And, you know, when a relationship is not stable, with trust and dependability the finances aren't going to be either and the finances can really reflect that like if you've lost trust in a person it's likely i don't know who wouldn't i mean i don't know who would still trust someone but if you lose trust in a person then you're probably losing some trust in your financial relationship as well so so those are all the areas of a a financial relationship that can reflect your relationship. And I think it's interesting to kind of go through that and think through, well, is that what my relationship is like? And then one other thing I wanted to add is that at some point I heard, I think it was Mastin Kip. He's a trauma entrepreneurial guy, but he made this comment that our relationship with our money reflects our relationship with our mother. And I thought that was interesting, too. I would love to hear what you what you think about that, because I think about that a lot. Like, is that true? Do I treat money or do I see money the way I see my mother? I don't know. It's interesting to think about. It's interesting to think about money, the whole energy of money and the way we interact with it and the way it flows and the way we can, you know, hold up the flow and use it intentionally and use it for power or use it for connection or use it. Uh, to do good in the world and to bring goodness out. And then the last thing is that I do have this worksheet about the unveiling the level 10 life. And one of the sections is about finances. So I would encourage you to go get that. It's free. You can download it. And the different areas, I'll tell you the different areas of it and consider how your money fulfills these different areas in your life. And I'll I'll go through the areas and then you can and it's very open-ended. So there's the you know, just think in general of these areas. Um for one is significance. Do you feel significant with your money? Does your money feel significant to you? Are you participating with your money? Are you engaged with it? Do you know where it's coming from, where it's going? I you know, like the I have some subscriptions that I'm like, I don't even know where that is, you know, and it's easy to do, but then it costs money every month. And so that's an area I've been thinking about a lot about that I'd like to clean up my subscriptions, you know. Is there area for growth and also rest? Do you have time to just be relieved and not worry about money? And then do you have a time to grow? Like do you have a, a opportunity for growth financially? Do you have an opportunity to make more in your job or do a different job? Is there a way for growth. But, and I I also want to reiterate an area for rest because we all need rest. I feel like so many messages are just go and do more. And even, you know, personal development stuff is like, oh, you have to do all these things. Sometimes the biggest help can be just to rest. And so I'm a huge rest advocate. (laughs) Um, another area is certainty. Do you feel comfortable? Um, And my video just went off. If you're watching, I'm just going to wrap this up. Do you feel certain about your money? Do you feel like a certain level of safety? Do you have a, a safety net saved up for that could get you through a time if there was a financial stress or financial emergency? Do you have autonomy and freedom with your money? This is an area I wanted to mention because there's relationships where. We don't have financial freedom where, you know, these, there's a lot of in difficult and high conflict relationships, there can be financial abuse. And I just want to name that um, if you don't have access to your money or if you don't have control or at least a say in how it's being spent. That's financial abuse, and um, be aware of it. And if that happens to be you, um, you can reach out. There's domestic violence. Do I want to do that? I think it's true, though. I'm just gonna stop. I'm not gonna give like a whole bunch of resources, but I'm gonna say, um, let's we'll start over with the autonomy. Um, another area is autonomy with your money. Do you have freedom? Do you have access to your money. Sometimes there's financial abuse and someone in a couple will take money and you don't have access to it anymore. And I know it's very common with women, especially in very, you know, high conflict or toxic relationships, abusive relationships. It's not uncommon that there's financial abuse because that's used as leverage to coercively keep women where they want them. So that's just a thing to be aware of and to name to look at, do you have autonomy? and another thing might be you know, if you just feel like you don't have autonomy because your job is consuming your life in a way that's not comfortable, you know, so maybe you don't have as much choice with what you're doing in the moment. so that's another area about thinking about autonomy, so you can look at it from different angles. Connection, do you feel connected to your money? Do you know where it's coming from? Do you know where it's going? Do you feel like um, you have? Uh, stress? Like when you think of money, does it just feel stressful or is it good? Like you can see the power of it and you can enjoy spending your money because it's bringing you something delightful occasionally. (laughs) Sometimes delightful is a car that runs, you know, but it still is. It's delightful. So it's a blessing to spend money on something like that because that gives me all the things my car gives me, you know, the freedom to move around and dependency, stuff like that independence. Um, Is there celebration and mourning? Are you able to celebrate with your money? Can you support a celebration? Are you happy when you make more money? Are you happy when you have a certain level of money? Is there area of celebration and mourning? If there's a loss, could you use your money for mourning? Like um, if you needed to support a funeral? I mean, that sounds very morbid, But it's, these are huge things in life, the grief and mourning and money can give us room for these things in life. You know, celebrations, think about all the money with weddings. So it can celebrate mourning and celebrations. And also, you know, you could be sad if you lost a lot of money. If you're in a relationship where someone took money from you, or if you didn't feel like it was a fair deal, or you didn't feel like you were compensated fairly, there's mourning that is appropriate in that situation. You know, and I don't think people name that enough that, yeah, it's it's a power, it's a currency, it's a flow. And if something is great we can celebrate it but also if something goes wrong we can mourn it and that's okay um do you have can you use your money for creativity is there a way to be creative with your money is there a way to support your own creativity with your money so in any aspect of creativity with your money and then finally is are you being honest about your money um is, that, is your money your identity or is it how Or what is your relationship with you and money? And honestly, you know, you don't have to tell anybody else, but what do you think about money? What does money do for you in your life? And honestly, do you feel like that is what is giving you wealth versus all the other things in life that give us wealth? And I I say this, it's it's a very human thing to think that our money is going to get buy me safety, you know? And it does. And and as far as like, you know, you feel like you have to have insurance, right? Or you have to have a car that works. And so there's levels that like you have to have food, you know, we have to have these things. And so I think that there's a pretty high level of wisdom and discernment that goes into mastering money, using it for a tool, but not being driven by it and not being a slave to it. Okay. So those are those that's, that's in that worksheet, the unveiling your level 10 life. Join me over on Instagram at Dr. Libby Schonsmeyer. Leave me a comment. I would love to hear from you and I'd love for you to join my Facebook group, Living True by Design. We have a super amazing community over there. And I would love to see you there. Leave me a comment. Thanks for being here today. Join us again next time. We're going to be talking about another aspect from that worksheet, another important area of our lives. And I can't wait to see you there. Thank you. And I can't wait to see you there. Until next time, remember to design your life to work for you and your authentic heart and your truth. Don't forget to show up, focus and shine. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the countless decisions life is throwing your way? Are you tired of the busy home with kids, laundry to do, meals to prepare, and a busy, high achieving career? Do you want a deeper connection with your partner? If so, the one hour Living True by Design coaching session is just for you. It is your guiding light. During this one-hour coaching call, you'll get a personalized, actionable plan. There will be concrete steps for you to take to step back into your power to be authentic and own your most authentic life and be true to you. Together, let's embark on a journey to design the life you've always envisioned.